This is Hiroko Yamamura, DJ producer, and this is what Chicago sounds like. I'd like to be kind of proof, like I'm the most normal, nerdy, geeky, kind of unsocial person there is out there. If I have even a small chance at, you know, having a career or, or even the opportunity, even as a hobby in music, if someone like me is able to do something, really anybody can. I'm just kind of a person that enjoys stuff and, and just as much a consumer as everybody else. Let your hobbies and your passions kind of guide you a little bit, right? And, and lean into them. I was actually born in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, my parents are Japanese, so I'm first generation. Uh, moved to Chicago during, when I, I guess, kindergarten. And then... Um, yeah, I, actually, sorry, I'm lying. I'm from the suburbs. I, I guess I mess that up all the time. So claiming Chicago and being from the suburbs are two different things. But when you're talking to people from outside, saying Chicago sounds a lot cooler than saying you're from the suburbs. I grew up in a, a suburb where we had access to the Amtrak to come to Chicago. So we're quite lucky. Really grew up in kind of skateboard culture, um, which helped me kind of be introduced to music early on. Suburbs are suburbs, so you're always uh, kind of fascinated by the cool stuff going on in the city and you romanticize it a bit. Um, so I came to the city for college, and when I turned uh, 17, my parents were like, good luck, uh, nice knowing you. Um, and I went to Columbia College. I think I went through the kind of typical Asian-American experience where um, parents forced us to play violin at an early age. About 14 or 15, I started playing guitar. My guitar teacher was this guy, William Tucker. He unfortunately is not with us anymore, but uh, he was a guitarist for a band, uh, ministry, uh, a band called Pig Face, really a fixture of the Chicago music scene. At the time, I knew nothing about that kind of stuff. So um, he really shaped my music taste. I never became a really good guitar player, but it's, it's something I really enjoy. From there, became interested in dance music kind of on the cusp of the uh, grunge scene when like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all these uh, kind of, I would say the commercialization of what was called alternative music happened. Um, the tinkering aspect and DIY aspect of working on music yourself without having to coordinate with five other people and um, just experimenting. And I would play a lot of like Guitar Hero and like rhythm video games, which uh, I think kind of helped me do production later in life, strangely. I think part of being a DJ is taking all of your music influence, everything you've listened to from when you were a child and then that kind of shapes your lens of what you like, and then you share that with people. And hopefully it resonates with some people. I don't necessarily play a genre of music, and a lot of what I would do would go see DJs and go ask them what that song was, especially if I really liked it. But you know, initially, I didn't quite understand what was happening, right? I thought the person was making these sounds as they were going, and then you know, the act of, of of watching and learning um, a lot of the Chicago DJs explain stuff and shared music and I think 
that's a really great thing about Chicago is uh, people are really kind of down earth here. It's not about like making DJs your heroes. It's, it's very kind of grassroots level people um, that just like to play music. This is Hiroko Yamamura, DJ producer, and this is what Chicago sounds like. People talk about house here. I think it's a very specific thing to a lot of people, and there's a lot of definition. But I was not around at that time, right? So, you know, I'm a few generations off from that. So what I consider house or techno is maybe not even relative to what other people would call it. It's just when I went to the record store at the time, someone said this is house and so this is techno. So um, kind of if it, for me, if it sounds good, if it works, um, if, if people like it, if I like it, then it goes in the DJ set. It's something I still struggle with all the time. Like, what do I play? What What is my identity as a DJ? Yeah, right now it's just kind of confusion, but I think that that's kind of the fun of it too, right? So you walk into an event without any parameter set for yourself and, and just adjust. When you have genuine connections with people, when you are really enjoying doing stuff together versus having like a forced business relationship, those things tend to also last longer. I would totally understand if it can, if it all goes away the next day, right? I think that is part of the acceptance of the game. It doesn't change what I'm going to do. I'm going to still be playing music and making music just because that's also what I enjoy doing. For me, demystifying and sharing music education and technology education, I think for me, it was a big hurdle initially. So I feel like if I can share um, some of that information with people and help them make stuff, whether it's good or not is not my problem. But I think um, the tools have gotten so much better now. And you'll see people who just generally want to try something, right? And initially, it looks kind of scary when there's all this stuff and you don't know what button to press and you feel like you're going to break things and you feel silly even having an aspiration to do something that maybe your friends don't support. I think it's important to just try it. So since I've spent so much time sitting behind these computers and, and figuring out what I do and how I do it, I, I'd like to share that with people, right? For me, I've seen a lot of those people succeed. They've found happiness in it even if you have this song that everybody hates but you had fun making it that's a pretty cool day and it's a cool feeling some of the best bands are from chicago and some of the best djs and producers from the punk rock scene to the pop scene some some of my favorite labels are from here we, we're very lucky to be in the middle in some ways because we never get stuff as quick as la or new york does but because we get this weird kind of trickle effect from the coast and we don't have as much money as people do there, we kind of make do with what we have. You see more innovation because of that, right? You see people, you know, really a lot of the groundbreaking initial house and techno tracks from Chicago were made by people who didn't quite understand how to use the gear. So... They're really unexpected new sounds that came out of the lack of mastery of maybe piece of equipment and it being used in, in the wrong way. Them sucking is what actually made uh, 
uh, electronic music have its own identity. And Chicago really was a center point with that, as well as Detroit. I, I feel super lucky to have such a diverse group of people here. It's it's economically diverse, it's racially diverse. You know, I think you just meet all sorts of folks. And people are just kind of more down to earth in Chicago than in other cities. I think we're just a little bit more real here. You notice when people move here initially, you'll see that change where they just kind of like toughen up and, and, and speak their mind a little bit. So I feel like if you're not from Chicago and you come here, you'll be surprised at how um, loose-lipped we are <laughs> with things. And, and maybe sometimes it comes off aggressive, but um, yeah, I like that about the city. And I think it also comes through in the music. This is Hiroko Yamamura, DJ producer, and this is what Chicago sounds like.